have a specialist guest telling us things we don't know about. Telling us things we have never done, things we have never seen and will never do. There are specialist guests telling us things we don't know about. Telling us things we have never done, things we have never seen and will never do. There are specialist guests telling us things we don't know about. Telling us things we have never done. We have never seen and will never do Thank you. Right, Thanks very much. Good. Cheers. Cheers. You're a postman. Yeah, it sort of does my head in. Does he come up in? Yeah. That's mental. Yeah. I was checking yeah. to know me about it, and she said, I think it's because... What it's like when, when you deliver to an office... Cool. You know, where you just walk into an yeah. office and... Just, no, so it, oh, it, I don't just know walk, about that. We just walked up to your desk and handed you your letter. Well, I know that that's about 10, 12 steps. No, no, it's um, very confident. It's done my head in. Yeah, it's done my head in. I just sort of... <laughs> just, imagine, <laughs> just imagine him being 12 steps into my house and him coming into my lounge. <laughs> well, it's slightly, it's slightly different here, isn't it? Isn't it? No. No, it's not. What the fuck? <laughs> First, Hello. Naomi said, I think it when you surely when you deliver post in an office, you go in, you go to the front desk, you go there. I think he's treating it like the reception of a yeah. When actually, uh, can you get out of my can you get out, please? <laughs> well, I'm just dumping you. I know what you're doing. Fuck <laughs> off. That's what I should have done. Sorry, what are you doing? <laughs> But I didn't know it. Oh, hi, how you doing? Is that the first time that's happened? <laughs> no. I don't know what's going on. That's so weird. <laughs> to not... Most people, <laughs> you would go, hi. Yeah. Oh, hi, and I come to the door, take them. He just, bang, walks in, bang. Get on, get away from me. <laughs> right, let me get my head around this. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? You're in the mid... But, you, but you're on a call. I know it's not, it's only me, but you're on a Zoom call. Yeah. And the, and the postman's just handed letters to like, I mean, literally. obviously, I, it was delicious when I saw him then. I was like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and be part of this world. Yeah, please. and blow Joe's mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I think I guess. Oh, it's Keith here. Oh, wonderful. Hello, Keith. Yeah, hello there. Sorry, I'm a little bit uh, late joining. I. I downloaded Zoom a couple of weeks back, and I've had to upgrade it for some strange reason. Ah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, greetings. Hello. Yeah. Hi. It's, thank you so much for coming on, Keith. Nice to meet you. That's all right. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I've been so excited about this because um, I know the story, but Joe doesn't know the story. David told right. me to stay in the dark. Yeah, I it. said, Joe, you must stay in the Don't read anything. I just want you 
Keith to sort of reveal it all to him step at a time and yeah, yep. if you're if you're up for that, yeah, yeah. How yeah. are you anyway, Keith? Where are you? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, getting older, but uh, <laughs> still still out of the still hanging on in there. It's horrible getting older, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really want to ask Keith what he thinks about your post from walking into your office, but it's probably not. Yeah, I've got an office here, Keith. And as we were yeah. recording this podcast intro, the postman just walked <laughs> in here and put the post on the desk. Is that bloody cheek? <laughs> <laughs> that was very succinct. I couldn't agree more. I know. <laughs> I know. So, um, Keith, what got you? What got you into? Because you've written a few books now, haven't you? On sort of mysteries. Yeah. The, and... the, the, what uh, What got me into the Flannan story was. Um, I used to live in Edinburgh years back, and uh, one of my friends at college, um, his family were quite well off, and they had a a house up in um, in Lewis, you know, which was where the shore station for the Flannans L- was. Lewis, and, Lewis uh, yeah. in Sussex. No, no, L- Lewis, uh, d- not E S I S, um, in uh, outer in the outer Hebrides. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's pronounced the same, yeah. But anyway, I used to go up and stay with him, you know, and uh, I'd heard the story and, you know, the missing lighthouseman, but I never paid a lot of attention to it at the time. Can I go Um, back a bit? Because I don't quite know what's going on. Like, because I don't know anything. I kind of want to let Joe (laughs) just go, Joe. Yeah. You've got Keith for an hour. Yeah, yeah. I, I, right, um, so Keith, can uh, I, I was just can getting I, into how I got into the story the first. But time. I don't know what the story is. Keith. Uh, I don't oh, know yeah, anything oh, about. God, I don't know anything about you. You haven't been told anything. <laughs> no, no, he hasn't. You could no. be the bloke down the pub. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let, let's put it in a, a nutshell. It's yeah. it's about three lighthousemen who were on the most remote location in the British Isles in the Flannan Isles, who disappeared literally disappeared from the lighthouse right and have you researched it have you written a book on this then is this what yeah i've, I've been right. on the uh, on the tv with it as well uh, the, oh, amazing. The, we did, okay. uh, a half hour um show on the uh unexplained files on on the discovery channel did, yeah, they didn't make a film of this did they uh, did well they yeah the, there's been a couple the, there was a recent one um yeah with um some, I can't remember um, so Robert Pattinson was he in it? No, uh, no. A, 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 weirdly, a lad I know was in it. Oh, really? From, yeah, from Sex Education. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Because that—that's why I watched. I, I saw. I saw the advert for it. And I was like, "Oh, blimey!" Sorry, I'm. I'm yeah. really picking up the pieces. No, it's, it's, no I like uh, you picking yeah. up the pieces. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what that was. It called the Lighthouse. That film. I it think it was. Long, yeah. Yeah, and, and I can't remember who the stars were. Um, Gonna... And I have to be honest, I haven't seen it. No. But uh, it's loosely based 29, on 2019, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but that, uh, that's basically the gist of it. Three men, the lighthouse men, all disappeared. Not, not, and therein is the mystery, because nobody knows what happened to them. So, Joe, just hearing that, what, what are you thinking about that? Um, well, they just dis- disappeared. Yeah, I, I want to know why. Yeah. But, and also, and so... You heard about this story and you started researching it. Is that right, Keith? And you exactly. Well, I, I first heard about it when I was staying up there with my friend because uh, somebody told us about it one night in the pub. And, um, and uh, you know, you think, oh, well, that's interesting. I didn't think anything more of it. And I was in a um, second-hand bookshop and I picked up a, a book and it it, um, it it was a pod, little just 
little snippets of mysteries and and it said about the three lighthousemen and that sort of rekindled my interest in it and i tried to find uh to see if any full books had been written on it and none had and what what did that what did that little bit that short story tell was that really minimal what it said it it was it it was a page and a half i think it was 250 mysteries and all, all it did was say you know the basic details the relief ship came out on Boxing Day, 1900. They went ashore. Everybody was gone, uh, or everybody, all three of them were, uh, were, weren't there. And that's Was the it. relief ship like people taking over from the three people there doing like a week or something? So what they... it, no, what it was, it, it was a three-man station, and yeah. they rotated. One, one person went on leave for a couple of weeks, and right. then... The ship would come back a month later, and or God, uh, sorry, anyway, two weeks yeah. later, and then they'd bring Crazy more life. supplies. And the next bloke's turn would would he'd go on leave, and the, his relief would take over. And when was this? What sort of like? It, it they, they found the disappearance on the Boxing Day, nineteen hundred. Oh blimey! Yeah, it's, it's over a hundred years old. And 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 were they the three? Lads were just gone. They, they was it, that was it. Vanished. Literally, every and there was there was no sign of anything had happened. You know, the one of the one of the misquotes about it is an overturned chair, which wasn't the case. Every they'd had dinner. Everything had been washed. The coats of two of the men were off their hooks, their outside gear, their oilskins. Um, and, right. and that's all that was missing from so the, uh, the no beds were made, everything was ready. So it was just like they'd just been sucked into the ether, basically. They'd well, that's gone. one of the theories because oh. where it took place <laughs> is, uh, you know, the, there's a lot of supernatural theories about it because they, the island that they were on, um, it's one of a small group. It's it's just a giant rock, basically, but you can walk around it. We've been out there. Have and, you? Um, Have you been there, Keith? Yeah, well, I went up there with the film crew. Right. How far from the how far from the mainland is the island, and how big is that little rock? How, how long does it take it, you to get there? Twenty miles. It's uh, about an hour. Twenty miles. Yeah. And how big is the rock that the well, it's, it's a group of rocks. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I'll send you some pictures. I took a load of pictures when I was up there, and I, yeah, uh, a rough guess. It's a couple of football fields easily. Is that it? But it, it sticks straight. It sticks straight up out of the water, and I, I can tell you, give it another—I don't know, ten, fifteen years—you won't be able to get on it unless you go in a helicopter or unless you're a mountain. Is it wearing well, well, away? Yeah, yeah. The 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 stairs are getting pretty ropey, wow. and they're covered in seaweed as well. Yeah, because I take it's all automated now. Whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's an automated yeah. station. Mm. Yeah. And how long did you say they stay on stay at the lighthouse for? Um, well, they used to it... do four weeks on. Four you know, weeks. They, they'd rotate. But you see, if there was bad weather in those days, you didn't oh. have helicopters. You know, it, it, it had to be by sea. If the sea was pretty rough, and it, it is rough out there most of the time, wow. then you'd be stuck there. And this is one of the arguments about the. There were three men. One of them was an occasional. He was covering for the bloke who'd been injured out there and uh he'd been out there since october and he was meant to stay there till the other guy came back so he'd already done two and a half months 
And he was a highly volatile character and a boozer as well, apparently. And I've heard that from his descendants. And that's one of the theories as he went berserk with it all. Um, he was the guy who was left behind. He, the outdoor gear of, of the principal and the other guy was taken off their hooks, so they were outside. But his wearing coat, as you call it, his outdoor gear was inside. So can I can I just go like, like so just to work out your sort of journey with it. So you read this short story and then did you what did you do? You started to kind of try and find out information. So take take us through your sort of how you got involved and what your journey was with this story. Yeah, well, I, I, I'd read the thing. It wasn't my short story. I, I just read yeah, it. Sorry, and yeah, sorry, you read it. And then... Yeah, um, the thing is, to take anything on, I, I've really got to be interested in it. You know, people mm. say, why don't you do the Bermuda Triangle? or what? I'm not interested in it. I've got to have a real, in, you know, to get into a subject, I've got, it's got to really grab me, and this one did. So, uh, and I used to live in Edinburgh, which is where the Northern Lighthouse Board is based. And unbeknownst to me, my friend, who I'd only met about 15 years ago, um, had been with a lighthouseman all his life. And, of course, I got a lot of the story from him. But the best thing, thing of the lot was he gave me all the background about what it was like to be a lighthouseman because they started phasing them out from from the late 80s, early 90s onwards. They started automating them all. Right. Um, but, but being a lighthouseman, hadn't changed that much in the 60s and 70s from 1900. You had radios, okay, you could have a helicopter, but the basic job of being a lighthouseman hadn't changed in the best part of 100 years. And what, what, do you know what the day-to-day job work was? What it, what it looked Maintaining like? Maintaining the did, lighthouse. Yeah, what did that Well, it, 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 it's, it, it was like a station would be a group of buildings, all right, one main building with the lighthouse, it was maintaining the equipment, and and there was a lot of free time. You got three guys together, oh and uh, what what he said to me, it wouldn't be so bad on the Flannan Islands because you can go out and you can walk around. If he was also on the Bell Rock, and it is literally a rock, and you're in the lighthouse, you get dropped off there. You go up the steps into the lighthouse, and you stay there. And that's weeks. it. There's no, there's no walk. There's no outside. Uh, yeah, you're, you're stuck inside there with two blokes who you may or may not get on with. Oh and, my uh, God, Keith! I'm looking at the yeah. Bell Rock Lighthouse. <laughs> well, a lot, a lot of the lighthouses were like that. Oh uh, my uh, God! I'll, I'll tell you an interesting thing that he said. <laughs> oh to me, my God! Said, I've just seen it. As well. In, in just all stick, his, in all his time, and he did his whole working life as a lighthouseman. He said, the basic measure of what you thought of the blokes you were working with was, would you go for a drink with this bloke on shore? And yeah. the answer is no. He, di- he didn't come across one person that he would have had a drink with. Oh, God. <laughs> that Bell Rock is like, it's like a prison. It's, uh, well, that's what it is. It's worse yeah. than a prison in some ways. Yeah. In a prison, you've got exercise yards. It just sticks up out the sea. Yeah, so basically, just... it's just on a rock, and a lot of the time, the actual rocks covered. You know, the way the waves yeah. batter the lighthouse, and that's it. And you're stuck there for four weeks. In those days, when it was pre helicopters, you stuck. You could be stuck there for up to six or eight How weeks. How did you not go mad? Right. I so you met your friend who was worked as a, uh, as a lighthouse keeper. He yeah. started to give you a bit more information. Then, then yeah. what happened? 
Uh, well, then I, I went up to Edinburgh because the records for the Northern Lighthouse Board, the ones that they have decided to release, are all held at re the, you know, the government registry office up there in Registry House. So I started going through all the NLB records, but the um, the logbook for the lighthouse, nobody knows what happened to it. And I mean, that would have been a key piece of evidence. Uh, what they used to do is they would write details down on chalk and a slate, and then it would be transferred into the logbook. But the logbook, nobody knows what happened to it. So, But there's other records there of the lighthouse keepers and when they joined and any problems with them and all the rest of it. They're all there in the, uh, in, in the register. So it was, you know, that's why I went through all of them. I went through the records of the three men who disappeared and any related ones. It gave you, you know, a kind of snippets of what life must have been like for these blokes. Uh, quite a hard, harsh life, I think. Just you know, the, uh, another thing my friend used to say was you had to have a hobby to keep your bloody sane. You know, so he knew one lighthouseman who just used to knit all the time in his spare time. He used to read. You know, he'd take a lot of books with him. But it's, it's yeah. a strange life. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just looking at the link you sent. Um, I, is it Eileen Moore, the, the island? Eileen Moore, it's pronounced. Eileen yeah. Moore. I mean, it's yeah. so... I mean, there's space, but it's so bleak, isn't it, out there? It's so isolated. Well, the thing but... is, uh, the other interesting thing about it is the area, because it's... Um, uh, in pre-Christian times, people were taken out there. There were sacrifices on uh, uh, on the main, well, not on the mainland, on the main island of Lewis, uh, where the there's the Kalanish stones, which are, are pre-Christian. Uh, they reckon that sacrifices were made there, and the bodies were taken out to Elan Moor to be sacrificed to the gods. So it's it's not so much a place of burial, if you like, as a place where it's got sanctity about it the dead were taken there and it's a place where the, the you know if you like offerings were made to the gods and that's part of the supernatural theory is that the men disappeared because they disturbed the sanctity of the place and supposedly although i've i've not actually had it checked out i couldn't find any way of double checking it when joseph moore arrived he was the relief keeper he was the first on the island on the 26th of December. Um, and it, it, the, usually there'd be the, the light, two of the lighthousemen would be there waiting for the boat to come in, start taking all the supplies off. But there was nobody there. So they, the captain sent a boat ashore. He went up to the lighthouse and couldn't see anybody, couldn't see anything. But on his way up to the lighthouse, he said there was uh, three large black birds on the lighthouse itself that flew away as he approached it. You see, a lot of people have grabbed on that and said, these are the spirits of the dead men. But there, there's quite a few theories about that, you, you know, that it that it's to do with uh, the gods were, <laughs> the, the gods were angry sort of thing. But, you know, you, I keep an open mind on most things. It, it's, a, it's a funny old place when, I mean, I, it's the only lighthouse I've been to, um, yeah. you know, in such a remote location. But uh, it, it's got a weird feel to it, I have to say that. Yeah. I mean, even even when I was there on the island walking around, um, I remember I, I had me back to it, and a good couple of hundred yards away, literally in the time of walking forward for a bit, a wall of mist had come up, and it was literally only about 20 yards behind me. It, it was 
moving faster than you could walk. And and it literally covered the whole island and you could hardly you barely see your hand in front of your face. And then the next thing, it disappeared completely. It was just such a weird, weird thing to happen. Yeah. And also there's a stone chapel on there. It's where the the island gets its name from Saint Flan, uh, a monk, and that used to be used for you'd go out there. You know, the monks would go out there for up to forty days for fasting and prayer and all the rest. So that adds to this idea of it being a holy place. You know that. Mm-hmm. So um, what are so what are the theories then? What's the well? I mean, there's a number of theories. The, the 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 main one and the one that everybody jumps on is it was a giant wave. You know, um, when Robert, the, the superintendent, went out and he made his report about it, and he talks about the devastation on there was two landings. It's the West Landing, and he he wrote uh, uh, apparently it had been hit by a wave or waves that had mangled the um, what do you call them, the metal rails. They were all twisted and warped, and the turf had been torn up 110 feet above sea level so it must have been a massive wave that would have done it yeah but the thing the thing is um i've got all the weather records for that month uh from the the met office the their you know they keep historical records and uh that what was happening on the day they disappeared was there was a gale building up to the late afternoon and it peaked at about about six o'clock, I think, five or six o'clock, when the waves would have been about 23 feet to 32 feet, they're estimated around that height. Um, and so for them to go out, two of them disappear. You're expected to believe, I think, that the third bloke says, bloody hell, they haven't come back. I better go and see what's happened to them. So he goes down to the west and then another big wave comes and grabs him. It's possible with two, but surely it's not going to happen to the mm-hmm. third one, you know, it's it, to me, it's just a convenient explanation. And the, the other thing that people tend to ignore is um, that, that two days after they disappeared, there was a massive violent storm literally right next to the Flannans. And the waves then, that day, would have been up to 80 feet, 75 to 80 feet, which is probably the one that did the damage. But that's two days after they disappeared. Right, and that's that, and that can be verified with the records. How, so, how, how do you know that it was done two days off? Because when did the? How do they know what day they were missing? Because of the last log or something? But it was because the last log was written oh. on the slate. Oh, I see. On the morning of the. And sorry, that last log was was Christmas Day or Boxing Day. No, uh, no, no. It was uh, the, the the light had been out uh, since the fifteenth. The oh. relief went out on the twenty sixth. Oh, so that's I see. eleven oh, days later. Oh, so the last. Oh, okay. So the last. Right. So the light went out. So that's when they know yeah. there was no one. Yeah. The light could have gone for a certain time. So it happened. So well, they, the they, they, the on the fifteenth when they disappeared, the, the 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 last log entries on the slate were at lunchtime on the fifteenth, right. okay. which is a Saturday. Okay. So the light wouldn't have gone on that night, and we know that the light right. didn't go on that night because a ship passed by. A ship called the Arch Tour passed by, and they noted that the light wasn't on. But that gets you into another rabbit hole because that ship then went round the north of Scotland, come down to Leith, and it hit hit a rock, and almost sank. And they managed to limp 
into Leith Port and beach it there. Um, so they were preoccupied. And it was only days later when the whole Flannans thing hit all the papers, three men disappeared, that they said, the captain said, well, I know that the, the, the light wasn't on on the 15th. Right. So we have evidence that it wasn't working that night. But then you, you tie that in with the entry for the log. So about so they disappeared after lunchtime on the 15th. So you're kind of, because of the, the weather reports, you, there's a reasonable doubt that that wasn't how it happened, you think? It's, well, it's, it's not impossible. It's, it's not impossible, but hmm. it, it's too handy an explanation. And the thing is, I, I've actually been down at that West Landing, and all right, I'm a, I'm a fat old git. I admit that, but it would it would take you, it would take you 15 to 20 minutes to get back up to the station. You got to go up several, you know, hundred couple of hundred steps, a steep incline. Yeah, and you need to be in pretty good shape to do that anyway. And then it's all uphill back up to the station to get the other block for the two of you to come back down. That, that that's that's the theory that that one had gone. Sorry, that um, that's another theory, a, a slight variation. Yeah, what's another the theory did. then? If that's it. Uh, well, no, on the the giant wave theory, you've got two blokes disappear at once. Yeah, yeah. The other bloke goes down to see what's wrong. Yeah, he disappears yeah. with another. And wave. so he gets. So the theory is a wave takes the two blokes. The bloke, yeah. the third bloke's like, I don't know where they've gone. So goes down, and another wave pulls him in. Yeah, well. takes him. But th there's a variation on that in that one of the two blokes that goes first goes in yeah yeah he runs back up to get his mate. runs back up yeah to get the other one yeah and that's a that's a favorite theory of a guy called walter alderbert who was stationed there in the 1950s that, that was his theory so why does that mean that's less likely to be true because a wave took them because you think well, the then, away, but then, you've got, then a wave has wave, to take two of them. Two, two of them. So, you, you, so it's it's two separate incidents. It's not one incident. That's no. the thing. Mm, it's mm. two separate incidents, and you you're being asked to think. Well, okay, a giant wave comes along, one out of every forty or whatever it is, takes takes one or two blokes. But then right. it, another giant one comes along, which is unlikely, and takes one or two of the yeah. remaining people okay so yeah i get, I get why that you can't say that is or is um, it, it's not impossible yeah but, but but you see there's if you really want to go into depth there's there's a lot of a lot of theories as to why they weren't even there anyway um and and one of them comes from my friend the lighthouseman he he says he wasn't they weren't even on the island uh, well, no, they were on the island, but he said that they, they, they probably weren't even down at that Oh, landing. down there, sorry, right. Yeah, because right, it, right. He, he says on, on a three-man station, he said with two landings, he, he says what you do is you close one down for the winter and you keep one going because he says there isn't the manpower to keep them both open. And by that, it means keeping a clear of seaweed and you know hundreds of steps being cleaned and you, you can only keep one landing going. And it would have been the east landing on the other side, which was unaffected by all the damage. You see, oh, Robert Muirhead, the superintendent, when he went there, he was looking for something to pin on, pin it yeah. on that took the blame away from the Northern Lighthouse Board. So he sees all the damage, and he does admit it could have happened with the storm two days later because there was a 
a fishing fleet just right. half destroyed up in up in the Shetlands that that same day from that storm. He says, "Okay, I admit it could have been done on the 17th, but all the evidence points to the damage there. The men were taken by a wave or so, waves." So, so if there's enough things that don't quite make sense, what's the next? What's where do you go? Where did you go from there? If you sort of well, start to discredit that, what do you? Uh, well, what, uh, what Alistair, who is my friend, his theory was that uh, the trouble is you, you're getting really deep into it. There, there was a visit on the seventh by the superintendent. He was actually the last to see them alive. Oh, really? The, uh, Robert Muirhead and his uh, wife they visited uh, right. on the seventh of December, which is a week before they disappeared. Okay. And he said that all the supplies would have been taken off and left out on the landing on the east landing and that um with the visit of a superintendent it's like a visit from you know the royal family mm. you have to drop whatever you're doing and show yep. them around and all the rest of it and so this the is work a week would before been, sorry this is a yeah week. yeah oh, okay so that the supplies would have had to have been dealt with after they've gone and his theory is that it was the wind that took them on on the following day when they went to get the supplies now I've said this in other interviews about this. You might think the wind isn't that strong, but Alistair, who weighed, I think he was 16 or 17 stone, he was carrying a fridge uh, at one station, and he said the wind lifted him and the fridge and carried him about 20 or 30 feet on, on one. Okay, one. So, so that. So the wind is pretty strong. So that's that's a massive theory then. So if, if well, it, if, it could, yeah, it could be, you know. But, but then there's that thing theory. you said, Keith, that one of their coats, one of their wet jackets or whatever, is left in the yeah, yeah, in the lighthouse. They're, they're, so why would two of, only two of them have? Why their... would you go out without that on? Well, that, that's the unexplained. But you see, I I actually think, and my theory was, although a lot of people don't agree, uh, that Donald MacArthur, whose jacket that was, he was the occasional. He was the guy who'd been stuck there for two months covering for somebody. He had a croft to attend to on the mainland. Um, he was a highly volatile character with a temper, and I think he just went berserk. The other two had gone out to do something, and he went out probably, I'm not saying in a fit of rage, but they maybe came up to get him, and he went berserk and did away with the other two. And you wouldn't be thinking about getting your coat in those circumstances. But, that, but, but there that, wasn't uh, any disturbance, though, was there? No, not yeah. inside, but outside. Right. And and I think he had got to the stage where, okay, the, the, you know, you can pick it apart, but I think he'd got to the stage where he just had enough. And that if you go not too far from the actual lighthouse itself, you, you literally, that's the steps start to go down. You, you know, if you lose your footing, you're straight over 300 feet down to the bottom or 200. And, and do you think they had like some sort of struggle then? And the three yeah. of them went piling yeah, that's over? That's exactly why. Uh, that's, just, that's just my take on it because he, he was a known. And he'd you know, been head, out there a long case. time anyway. He'd been and out there. And do you think well, he was two and a half of... times longer than a normal lighthouseman? He was an occasional. You see, there. He was taken on to cover from somebody. He wasn't a proper lighthouseman. Right. He was there to do all the dog's body jobs. You know, it's it's like, well, you know, there's a couple of box out there, bring those in. So he wasn't treated as a, a proper, 
you know, he, he, he didn't have the status of a normal assistant yeah. lighthouse keeper. And do you think he was trying to like go right? I'm I'm a, I'm effing off. I'm going to get on a boat or something. And and uh, they were saying you can't do that or or whatever. And then. That's what... it, it, yeah, I think an argument of some kind probably developed. From everything I've heard about him, he, he, you know, he was a boozer as well, but obviously you weren't allowed booze out on the stations. But I think he reached a snapping point. He'd been out there two and a half times longer than a normal person and a normal keeper would have been, you know, and you've had enough at the end of your stint. Well, yeah, looking at those half, pictures, you'd go, yeah, yeah I'll probably two, do about two and, two and a half, half times days, longer. So. He'd also he was also the dog's body. He'd have been doing all the washing up and you know basically treated like a skivvy. And I I, I suspect he probably you know well let's face it you probably lost your I'm sure you'll have lost your temper on well, on geez, some David, occasions. Before, you know we all you got on. Yeah, about the post. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you <laughs> snap or something. But and then if you're a highly volatile, violent character, it's you know it's probably going to present itself. Sorry to interrupt the pod, hope you're enjoying it, but um, just wanted to tell you that we have a Patreon page you can join if you're enjoying what we do, and you can get even more of us. Oh, can you imagine? So as little as £3 a month, you can get early access to podcasts, behind-the-scenes bits and bobs, we post pics and videos of what we're up to. Um, There's even an opportunity to come on the show, if that's what you fancy. There's access to our Discord channel, where the serious Chatterbiscuits gather and chat nonsense it's basically a really lovely community of idiots like us and i'm guessing probably like you so uh, if you fancy that go to patreon.com forward slash chatterbix now enjoy the rest of the pod So that's yours. What other theory? What's the what's the um, the theory about uh, like sucked up into the ether thing? Who's who? Well, who's you know, coming up uh, with those uh, theories and stuff? Who's... Well, there, there, there's a body of uh, it's a bit like the yeah, Bermuda yeah. Triangle, isn't it? You know, it's a bit. There's a body that uh, of thought that uh, oh, it will always go for the supernatural theory. You know, that the Yeti believers, if you like. Um, well, although that's not necessarily supernatural, but. Uh, the, the 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 theory of a sea monster comes into it. There was a a sea monster found up in um, in in Orkney, um, in, in uh, God I can't remember the date, but I think it was the uh, if I'm not mistaken, the late eighteen hundreds, called the Stromsay Beast. You know that a sea monster had taken them, or mm. uh, there were sea sprites, malevolent spirits. How 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 does a malevolent spirit take you? I don't know. Maybe they got frightened. Who knows? Can I ask a question, Keith? Sorry. Just, how was the um, how was the lighthouse found inside? What when when they entered? What did they see? Everything. Just... Uh, everything was as if it was picture perfect. The beds were made. The washing up had been done and put away. They'd had their lunch. Um, you, you wouldn't even have know, you know, they could have walked in from upstairs. The actual lighthouse was primed, ready for it to be for the light to start that evening. There, there was nothing out of place. 
you will you will you will read that uh, there was an overturned chair there was something else one thing that that, that had that, that was noticed was the light the, the fire had gone out there was a, a coal fire and yeah. i think the clock had stopped as well it hadn't been wound up but you see the clock would have just carried on from when it would has been wound up. So there's nothing inside that gave any clue apart from the fact nothing, that, nothing, that there hadn't nothing. been a disturbance inside or no and only no. the coat. So so what what in your book, what's your what's your sort of angle? Is your angle your theory or is it all the theory? It is, that, yeah. Well yeah. I have tried to keep a, 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 the thing is what I've known what I've found is that everybody wants you to give your opinion. Mm. Right. They, they don't like all the theories being presented. They want to know what you think. And so I tried to do that. What I tried to say, I gave all the different things that could have happened. They, they, another thing is, by the way, that they might have been kidnapped for ransom. But, you know, you can't get on the island barely, you know, when the, when the weather's yeah, rough. Yeah, it's easier so people to you kidnap. You can discount that. But my theory is, yes, that Donald MacArthur lost his rag, however it happened. And they either killed the other two and then realizing what he'd done, killed himself. Or tried to get ashore, although there were no boats on the actual island itself. But whatever he, whatever he did, did away with the the two of them, or that they all went over the edge, and that's what happened. But it's just a theory, and there's plenty of flaws with it. Do you think you've um, got every bit of information you could possibly get now? Is there nothing more? I've, for scour- you to- I've scoured what what I think to be every bit of information. I mean, I've been through all the registers or being up there you can never really talk about something like this i don't think until you actually see the place for itself that's why i went up to the diatlov pass to see what it was oh, like there amazing. when i did the how diatlov did you get, how did you get over there how did you get onto the island well uh, i went with a film crew right uh, the, the discovery did, well, they, channel did, co- did they get a fishing contact. boat or something or... yeah well it was a it was a local i don't know fishing uh, it's kind of a pleasure craft, really. They, right. they do tours in the summer. We hired him for the day, and uh, he took us out. And we went we, we went on to the West Landing when we got there. We got into a smaller boat and then went on to uh, the West Landing and went up to the lighthouse. But we couldn't get in. You can walk around it, but you can't get in. You can see the pictures I took on the link. Yeah, I yeah. yeah it's looking at Keith, your your short experience on the island, can you imagine what it must have been like to spend a month there? Would have done my head in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, the, the sea's incredibly rough around. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry I've just seen the, what's this, the tramway leading down to the crane of the West Yeah, Island. yeah, yeah. See, stuff like that, I'll be honest, the wind theory, you look at that and you go, well, that makes sense to me. Look, look at that. If if you got like a, if you're going down there or something, the wind. If you could say a wind can lift in a sixteen stone, seventeen stone man with a fridge, yeah, that's got that. You must have. That's got some sort of legs, isn't it? Do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that was to... Alistair's theory that they were, one man had to operate the winch, so it was steam operated. He would stay up at the station, and he would operate the winch. And the area uh, where you load, offload the things, you know, when when the the tram comes up, you offload the barrels of water and all the rest of it and food. That's quite exposed, and it's it's a two hundred and eighty foot drop, just literally yeah, well, yards that's what I'm away. From at, it. You go, all, yeah. you know, with all, yeah. All, if you just get blown 
two foot to the left, you're down. Oh, what yeah, about? Yeah, you're over. Yeah. What, what would the procedure be if one of them when it's one of them went in? So one went in. Yeah. And what? And then, like, just I'm just thinking of the one coat coming down. So someone, two go down. One goes in the water just for whatever reason. Yeah. What would the what would the procedure be to try and save that person? Would you would you go and get well, the they, other person? They had life. Um... You know the the circular life uh, down the, yeah, that would be down life, right, life rings yeah. yeah yeah you would throw that to him on a rope so you might and, throw that in go and get the other yeah. and then yeah and then there is there any way that it could have been possible God, I'm, I'm throwing out well, there, there isn't there isn't because the trouble is if if you're on the west side of it that's just been hammered by waves mm. all the time and it's it's not a sandy beach it's rocks. So you've got to be really careful that. So you would, if someone went in, there's probably they've trained enough not to sort of go in, like I don't know, jump in or whatever. To, you well, know what I mean? You, like, you, for you, for anybody to jump in, <laughs> you're 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 putting yourself at extreme mm-hmm. risk as well. And the other thing about it is they were wearing um, oil skins and sea boots, and I, I did three years in a naval training school. And the last thing you want to do is fall into the water wearing all that because you just go straight down generally. You know, the, you know, the, the oil skins might keep you afloat, but the sea boots are quite heavy and they fill with water and that's what drags you down. It's sort of frustrating, uh, isn't it? Because you want to know. Right, I know, I know. I want to know what, act, you know, I'm, I'm going, oh, bugger, I wish there was some yeah, but you, you, time you, machine. You can <laughs> see, though, can't you, that everybody well not everybody a lot of people gravitate to the giant wave but it's too simplistic an explanation yeah. for me it really is and what about this i keep going back to it but the, the fact one of them left a jacket in there if it was bad weather yeah there was wind or you know a storm yeah it was macarthur that had left his jacket behind yeah the, so you the, mean so if you yeah. if it was if a wave had taken someone the first one or whatever you yeah. Would, yeah. you wouldn't go i'm going to Go out without yeah. a jacket. Yeah. I and do I occasionally imagine... go to the cult without a jacket. You do? Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Well, it's, uh, it was also rain. You know, there was wind, rain. Get, well, you imagine gale force weather. So you don't want to go out in your shirt sleeves. So, you? so when you looked at the Met, uh, Met Office for the, on the 15th, you said there was some kind of storm. Yeah, it was, it was built yeah. up to uh, gale, gale force. It started building up from the morning, which is what they'd said on the slate, you know, see yeah. getting rougher. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, and then it built up throughout the afternoon till about, I think it was six or seven o'clock, it starts declining then, you know, that started easing off. So what time would they have written on the slate? Early morning or uh, morning? Just or? 11 o'clock, I think it would have been. Right. 11 o'clock in the morning. Right. And then they'd have had their lunch. And then they went out after lunch. Whatever happened, half happened about between two o'clock and three o'clock. You see, and there's another thing that Alistair was pointing out. He said there must have been some real reason for them to have gone out after two o'clock because uh, it's middle of December. You've only got an hour and a half of proper daylight left, and it right. takes you 20 minutes to walk down and 20 minutes. So you're going to be walking back in the dark probably. So what was the reason they were out at that time? So there's no... And the other thing... On, that does on work into your theory, doesn't it? That if someone goes bananas and starts running about. Yeah, yeah. 
But another another thing about it, on any lighthouse station, you do all the, in the winter especially, any outside jobs, you do them in the morning because the afternoon, you, 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 whoever's going to be on the night shifts is sleeping and resting for the night. And you're also prepping the light to be turned on in the evening, doing any, and doing so any you're, So you're inside in the afternoon, basically. Yeah, most, most afternoons you were inside. So why are you sure they had lunch, Keith? Was there? Well, that's in that's in Muirhead's report. Oh, okay. He, he went down, and the place was, you know, kept as it was. So while he inspected it, and he yeah. said that they'd had lunch and everything had been put away. But I must admit, I, I, I wonder about that because you have to go. You know, I wonder if Muirhead had a lot of a lot of it right. He's obviously keen to play it down as much as he can yeah. because he's he's the superintendent. He was also the last to see them alive, so there was an element of guilt there, probably. But um, and obviously there were no there were no clues when he saw them a week previously. He didn't see any. No, he he didn't mention that. All he said at the end was, "I was the last to bid them adieu." So and that. But then he, he didn't, didn't see them for eight days. That that hit that that was eight days before. So mm. that's nothing to do with any of that, is it? And the lighthouse was working, was operating fine for those the next. Yeah, 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 the, the, yeah. Everything was all yeah. prepped and ready. You know, it's. Oh, um, I know it's really <laughs> annoying. I know. But, but and I, I really want to go, but we found out what actually happened. I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, it, it, let me know. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a Google. I'll tell you what yeah. I find, Keith. Can, can I tell you just quickly about yeah. the yeah. bad luck element of it? Um, oh yeah. Joseph Moore was the first person on there to find out they were all missing. And he said from that day forward, his life was dogged by bad luck. You know, he had early deaths in his family, anything bad that could, he never elaborated too much, but he always said from that day forward, his life was filled with bad luck. Yeah, I think it was me. I think he had a child that died young. Then his, I think he had, I think he married twice and both of them died young as well. But he, he put it all down to from that day forward. The ship, that passed by on the night of the 15th, the Arch Tor ran aground before it got to its destination. And then it disappeared completely with everybody on board in 1912, 12 years later. Nobody knows what happened to it. It was on a voyage to Rotterdam from the USA and it was last seen leaving port and it just disappeared. They think it went down in a storm. Um, the, the the guy who was sick uh, that MacArthur was standing in for, William Ross, his name was, he was posted to um, the Isle of Moll, I think, and then another one. But within four years, he dropped dead in you know, on on duty in the lighthouse that he went to the la- the the last one. The one of the replacements for the three missing keepers that eventually, you know, obviously they had to replace all three of them. Yeah. Um, one of them was painting the lighthouse a year later, the actual tower, and he fell off the platform he was on and was killed. So there's a lot of, lot of bad luck. You know, what is bad luck and what is coincidence? You know, yeah. coincidence may be the scientific term for bad luck. Um, the the bloke who supervised the building of the lighthouse, he he was killed in an accident out there. So the, there's a curse. A curse the you, you know, you can't say everything went smoothly afterwards. Have you been in touch with? Uh, I guess you 
but obviously no one who worked there, but relations of people who worked there since, like people in the 60s yeah, or 70s. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you look uh, at yeah, the they link. they got theories, yeah. Yeah, on, on my link, um, yeah. know, uh, there's Noreen Muir. There's only two people left alive, and that's a couple of years now, who actually worked on the Flannans. Really? Every, everybody else is dead. Well, my friend Alistair died in October. They're oh. a dying breed lighthouseman. Remember that it was all automated by uh, uh, by the I early. I really remember it being becoming automated because I remember yeah, thinking yeah. it was. Um... But there, there's hardly any of them left. Um, but but so I, I, see, there's there's Norrie Muir here. I've seen this, Keith. Yeah. yeah so he, so he works on there. Yeah, he didn't want to offer an explanation. <laughs> I asked him, but he didn't really want to offer an explanation. Oh, God, he's actually experienced day to day life there, and he must have a. He must have a. Th- that's the. That's the person most likely to have yeah, like an educated yeah mm. but he, he wasn't keen he, he lives in south queens ferry but he wasn't keen to oh, i love it there that's um yeah beautiful yeah. By, by the bridge yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah it's beautiful yeah Sorry. funny enough I, I didn't realize that old chrissy hind used to live there oh, really you know the the pretenders yeah, yeah. 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 she when she was living with i can't remember the name of the blow uh simple minds but Oh yeah, yeah, she used to live Jim. right by the. She used to live right, not a nice big house right by the bridge. Must have been bloody noisy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, there's some. St- I, I think I might know the house you think of. There's one beautiful one right by it. And yeah, thinking, lovely one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose they yeah. got a bit of cash, haven't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. They've done all right. So, how how what did Noemir say? Um, give any uh, of his, his experience living on the island. Anything. Well, what he was saying is that it hadn't, he was the bloke who said to me that it hadn't changed much, he didn't think, from the 1900s. He didn't say it was a bit of an odd place to be, but the trouble is when people have died somewhere, you know, you go there with a, you think, bloody hell, somebody's died here. So you've got a preconceived yeah, idea yeah. that this is a, a weird place, you know. Mm. I felt a bit like that with the uh, Diatlov Pass. But, you By know, the way, Keith, please come back on and tell Joe about the Diatlov Pass. <laughs> oh, well, I certainly will, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 don't want to I need to sort this one long. out first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you just very quickly a bit of a digression here. Years ago, I was down in the Congo um, and uh, staying with my sister and my brother-in-law, and we went to a place called La, La Lac du Ma Valley, it's called. It's a, little, it's a lake with all surrounded by trees and bushes and all the rest of it, and it's run by nuns. And um, I went there with my brother-in-law, and, it, you know, I got the weirdest feeling about the place. There was something strange about it. You couldn't, I mean, in the Congo, this democratic river, Zaire then, uh, you can hear all sorts of birds and animals and, you know, all insects making all sorts of bloody noises all day long and night. Um, but this place was silent, and, and we were having a bite to eat there, and it was quite picturesque. You could take a little boats out on the lake. I said to my brother-in-law, something really bloody weird about this place, and he said to me, that's probably because a couple of years ago it was run by a Belgian family, and they were all hacked to death one night, and uh, the, the nuns took it over. So they'd, they'd all be massacred there, the whole family that ran it. But, it, it, it. but I, I had a weird feeling about it, and I'm not saying I'm the seventh son of the seventh son. He agreed with me it was strange, you know, the the, the, the fact that there was none of the, you know, no animals making yeah. more. Yeah. It was just absolute silence, oh, which was mean. unusual like, Oh, yeah, it. yeah, right. And, yeah. Mm. God. 
Not, yeah, no, strange no, place. No living but being it, uh, wanted you, to you be You get there. a little, not that people have been hacked to death on the Flannans, but you do get that feeling of it being a bit odd. You know, you can go to other remote places in Britain and Scotland, you know, Scotland, Ireland, there's plenty of remote places, but it, you, you get the, you did get a, an odd feeling about, you know, melancholy maybe, but I think some people are probably a bit more tuned in with it than others, but um you know, other people might say, oh, you know, pull yourself together. You're talking a load of bollocks, but uh, sorry for the language. But, oh, well, no, we you know, like I said, yeah. we encourage you. Yeah, we'll probably I, I think yeah, I think you can pick up on things. I think some yeah. people... Well, just on your theory of that, um, what was what was the name of the guy you think might have... was who was a bit of a boozer and stuff? What was uh, Donald MacArthur. Donald MacArthur. Is there any kind of... If he went a bit bananas, is there like kind of... But that makes sense with the coat not being there as well. If he was just going nuts and and the other it's two, possible, put, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, some, I mean, just uh, adding to the. I, yeah. yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've known one or two quite volatile people in my time, and um, they, they, they don't, they certainly mad. don't behave in when when no. they lose their rags. Yeah, yeah. You don't they go. Don't behave you in a pair of kits and then you don't put a yeah. coat so, on. So, yeah. Sorry, Keith. Yeah. So that that theory is he got rid of them, then got rid of himself. Or they were yeah. fighting and then... Or they were fighting and the, all three of them. Because if you're on the edge and it's not far from the lighthouse itself... You, you, was you, he once a big man go, as well? No, he wasn't. He was quite short. Right. There's a, I have got a picture of them and I can, I can send you a, a link to a the picture. But there's a picture of all three of them with I have to say that. Uh, Robert Muirhead, the superintendent, on the day, day no, of his what, visit. No, taken from the yeah. day he visited? Yeah, that's crazy, one, uh, one week before they disappeared, and Don MacArthur is actually quite short and fairly slightly. Does built. he look like he could swing a punch? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, again, with you know, <laughs> I hate to say it, uh, some short men are, are, are found far more aggressive and violent than a lot bigger men. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, does it, do, do many people go out there now, Keith? Is there a reason to go out you, there? You can't get it. You can't. You, you need to go out with somebody who knows how to get out there, and it, it's dodgy. You know, I, I, I don't like heights, but going up those steps, you know, I, I fell over. Um, you know, slipped yeah. on the seaweed, and it's it's not a place you can get to that easily. And another interesting thing uh, before the um, uh, the the Discovery Channel, they had to get permission to film there. And they said to me, do you know who owns the island that it's on? And I said, well, I assume it's the Northern Lighthouse Board, but it isn't. Um, it's owned by a private individual who is anonymous and has a, a lawyer in Stornoway dealing with it who won't give out the, you know, give, us, give away the identity of who owns it. So it's obviously somebody with a bit of money Mm. Um, Chrissy Hines. I was going to say, who, who wishes to remain anonymous? Yeah, that's yeah, being yeah. near water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh but I think the Northern Lighthouse Board must just rent the 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 you know where the station is, but he he owns the whole place. So strictly speaking, you need permission from right. him or, right. or them to go out yeah. there. Well, I can't imagine any multinational company wanting to buy a rock out 20 <laughs> miles out in the middle. It's probably somebody who's Big obsessed with this, you know, probably some Silicon Valley tech millionaire, billionaire or something, you know. Yeah. So having heard all the theories, Joe. Okay. Which... He has a plum- I've got what well, I've got my theory. 
you had to plump for one. Um, I would. I like. I like. You can't like a theory of three men dying. No. But um, no. The I. I think I like the idea of what you're saying, Keith, with the fight near the water, and yeah. I do like wind. Mine's the wind, Keith. What do you think of that? Mine's the wind. Well, I I do. And I'll tell you, Muirhead, in his report, tries to play that down. He said that he's talking about the West Landing, which is some distance from the actual lighthouse. And he said, the wind is a possibility because it blows from the West. Um, He said, but they would have had time to throw themselves down onto the ground and flatten themselves before it carried them over the edge on the other side. But that ignores how did they get to the West Landing if the wind was that strong? Yeah, the why would, would you go that them... far? You wouldn't go that yeah, far, Yeah, the wind would, would have caught them uh, straight you away. You know what? No, suddenly... I'm out. Yeah. You, would, you, wouldn't, the, you wouldn't go... You wouldn't step out your door and go, it's 900 miles an hour. I'm going to walk Yeah, to the... Yeah, exactly. No, it, that, that's exactly That, that contradicts that what he says. But he's keen to play it down. You can you can see a lot of it in his report. You know, it's the West Landing. It was a giant wave. End of story. But that, that, he contradicts himself with the wind. Yeah, right? two, two waves, two enormous waves is, tr- is tricky, but... Yeah. I have it's, a problem with the theory impossible. of him Luke, going bananas on the edge of that. I'm like, I'm not having that. Why? No, so, fair enough. Yeah. No, this is really frustrating, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, it's, it really is a one that grabs you, though, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. There's no simple explanation. I for think it. I think the going bananas, like having seen you go bananas, David, you're really hard to. Two men couldn't stop you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, I yeah. do. Yeah, I bear, do that, bear, I in, bear in mind also, quite two a half months, his character, they've been treating him like a piece of, of dirt for two and a half months. He's got, he, he can't mm. even go to the pub. And he's there know, or, or much, the, he doesn't know how long he's going to be there because he's been there And, and he and doesn't months. know how much longer he's got. Exactly. There's no he's end been, in yeah, sight. As you say, he's been treated like yeah. But Mr. Muirhead his... didn't notice any of these Clues. Yeah, but they're on best behaviour because the governor's there. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like a, Mr. John when, when to Muirhead the toy shop. Uh, visits. It's it's like a as he, as Alistair used to say, anybody from head office. It was like a visit from the royal family. Yeah, you're going to best. Right. Everything behavior. was dropped. Your shoes were polished. You know, he's not going to go. On your best, by the way, very best behaviour. And you said you've got a photo of them all when he came. When it's he... in the book. Yeah, uh, right. I'll, uh, I'll take a photo of the photo in the I'd book. I'll email it to you. Well. People, if you're listening, please buy Keith's book. It's called The Lighthouse, The Mystery of the... Did you say Ilian Moore? E- e- Elan. Elan. Elan Moore, Lighthouse Keepers. Yeah. Keith McCloskey. God, it is annoying. I want to know. And the whole Hollywood movie, The Vanishing, starred Gerard but- Butler. That's it, Gerard, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. Yes. Yeah, that was it. That was the yeah. one. Yeah. Keith, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for yeah, having us. Honestly, I'd love to have you on again with... Your yeah. other little mysteries yep. you know about. Them. I, yeah. I, yeah, I just think you just want to go, oh, okay, how do we find out the bloody truth? Yeah, there is no ending to this. Oh. Yeah, yeah, well, a hundred and odd years later, everybody's gone, you know. That's what's yeah. happening with the oh. Atlov now. Oh, my People God. People are dying. Sorry, just one thing about The Vanishing. Yeah. Um, I know the chap who wrote it, Joe Bone. Oh. He's, he was at really? Edinburgh. Do you remember Joe Bone? Edinburgh. No, no. He uh, he used to do a um, like a character, like a Marvel character kind of thing, like an Inspector thing, 
like yeah. um, and he's uh, he's fantastic, and he lives on the Isle of Wight. He's from the Isle of Wight. Oh right, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh, Peter Bernard. Mullins in it as well. Peter Mullins, who's fantastic, and Connor Swindles, who I think is a fan of the podcast. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, yeah, Joe. He's um, is that nuts? That's our own little mystery. That's our own little mystery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But not a very good one because we just told you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Keith. Thanks, Keith. Thank you both. I've really enjoyed it. It's been great talking to you both. Oh, brilliant. And yeah, I know I keep saying it, but I really would love to have you back on if you fancy it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'd be brilliant. Work out a few other uh, Did we not discuss Diatlov the last time? Yes, Diatlov would be amazing. That's really strange. And you've written a new book as well. Well, I, I did a follow-up to the Atlov. Did um, you do um, like people missing at sea or something? A book about well, unsolved aviation mysteries. Yeah, uh, over mean, over hello. the sea, over the sea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, people were saying do the MH three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? There's a but, film come uh, out about that. Uh, as that's well. been done to death by just about everybody. You know, it's uh, to me that's the old Bermuda Triangle story or the Marie Celeste. Yeah. What what I what I am toying with at the uh, at the moment, oh, it's a bit of a tricky one. Is have you heard about the two Dutch girls that disappeared in uh, Cos- uh, in um, Panama? Right. No. In no. Uh, it, it's it's they they disappeared in two thousand and fourteen. I think it was a few years back. If you if you look up missing missing Dutch girls, Panama, two girls, they went on a a nature trail. Uh, um, Oh, it comes up. Or a scenic route. Uh, Lizanne F- uh, Froome was. Yeah, Lizanne Froome and Chris Kremers. Yeah, Chris Kremers, yeah. Who went oh, on I want to, panel I want like to go ago. up there and repeat that journey and because that's quite an interesting one as well. I was, I was looking to do that for me next. Oh, my God. Bloody hellfire. They found a couple of bones. They found the foot of one of them, still the the, the shoe with the, the foot still in the shoe. Fucking hell. Fuck. It's Jeez, a peculiar story, though. Gee whiz. Oh. <laughs> An interesting one. That's... Keith, I've, do you I've know, been... um, okay, oh, this could go off for ages, but do you know, is it the 411 missing 411? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That? that is so weird. It is, yeah. It's pretty good. It's, yeah, I can't remember the name of that bloke, but he's good. No. It really is. Honestly, that's another yeah. one. It's just You should get him on. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you know what? Absolutely. Mystery yeah. pod. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Thank you, Keith. Thank Thanks, you very Keith. much. Thanks for Thank taking time well. to explain it to great me. Yeah, we'll be in touch to yeah. organise another one. Excellent. Yeah, amazing. Great. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks a million. Take Cheers, care. Keith. Bye. Cheers, Keith. Bye. Lovely to talk. Bye. Bye.